teaching ministry of Pastor Debbie Everly. Get ready to be empowered through the understanding of God's Word. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 4, and this will be our key text. Uh, Those of you who have been here before would know that. And I've been praying about what direction to go in these classes and have been giving several, getting several different things and been reading through because, like I said, I'm, I'm working on the book in this and, and, and reading through that to get me prompted and such. But uh, I'm, I'm just going to be led from one class to the next. I, I may teach along certain lines that I have taught in times past. Of course, we'll always get new light and revelation along that line. I'm not the type of person that I just, you know, the day before I go back and and, uh, get my lesson notes and then I just teach from, I'm led by the Spirit, amen. And and I'm constantly feeding on these things. I'm constantly putting it in my spirit so what God needs, he can draw out. So, and there were some things yesterday that uh, I, I was just meditating on the word and, and uh, some things came up that I, I believe that I'll be ministering on this morning unless he changes it. But just understand something that, uh, like I said, we have a general pattern that I, I really want to uh, these classes to flow in, but we just have to be led, yeah. don't we? And so, so we're going to, and what I want to do is grow together Amen. in learning about healing and what God wants uh, for each of us. Because each of us are dealing with different situations. Uh, each of us are at different levels. Uh, each of us are dealing with different circumstances. Some of us may not be dealing with any symptoms of sickness. But you need to get this in your spirit so that if you do deal with sickness, you're ready for it. Amen. Don't wait until you need it. Amen. Amen. Just be feeding yourself along these lines constantly. And then also, I really believe it's, it's rising up in my heart to, to uh, minister even more along the lines of how we minister to others. Yeah. And it's real important. We, uh, I won't say um, a steady flow or what have you, but, you know, we, we have different individuals that, need, that have needs. And we have different ones that, that uh, are in the hospital or that have surgery or, or what have you. And we constantly want to uh, be able to be filled up with the word, have the wisdom of God, have understanding, Amen. have light to minister to those individuals. Amen. So let me preface this class with uh, those of you. I, I'm not saying that, that we necessarily are going to use everybody in hospital visitation, but I will say this. You should be laying hands on the sick. Uh, and there's a book by Dad Hagen, Laying on of Hands, and that is a great book to, to read, to follow the principles. Uh, Dad Hagen gives some great illustrations of individuals like uh, this one uh, farmer man who was deacon in the church, but he wasn't called into the ministry and what have you. And he, had a, uh, he would go lay hands on uh, individuals, and even the doctor's wife got healed of cancer Amen. as a result of this man. And the doctor uh, would tell people, if I've, after I've done everything I know to do, I'm going to send you to uh, Mr. F, is what they would call him. And uh, Dad Hagen talked to him one day and said, do you have any special anointing? No, no anointing. I'm just a farmer. Uh, I don't think he had much education. He said, I just lay hands on this according to the Bible. So there is a special ministry anointing uh, that individuals, now it doesn't just come on 
a, a minister as they will, but as the Holy Ghost. And usually when you're ministering along the line of healing or that type of thing, many times uh, I'll sense that in my hands. Even yesterday studying along that line, I'm sure those of you, uh, you just sense that anointing coming. Uh, so it doesn't mean I'm supposed to lay hands on the couch or, or whatever. It, <laughs> it, it just... It just means that, that when you're uh, studying along that line, it just starts to manifest. So when you're uh, teaching, ministering along that line, many times it, it will manifest, and sometimes we're led to lay hands on the sick, others we're not. But just because you lay hands, it says in Mark 16 to lay hand, believers, that's everybody. Really, Jesus was talking to the disciples, which were ministers, but then he prefaced, he, he was specific, he said, believers, lay hands on the sick. And, and they'll recover. Now, there's a, there's a difference in uh, James 5. It says elders pray, and it's really talking about the pastors of the church, uh, pray for the sick and, and anoint them with oil. That's a point of contact, and anoint them with oil. In other words, that, not every minister has a special healing ministry or special healing anointing, uh, so they just use oil as a point of contact, and they lay hands on the sick in faith. They just pray. Amen. You understand? Uh, I mean, we use faith when we minister that healing anointing too, but there's a difference. And Jesus flowed in that special healing anointing. Because he had the spirit without measure. Now, that's all free. Uh, that was a five-minute lesson on that. But I, I'm likely going to be teaching a whole lesson on that. And it seems like that comes in my heart more and more to just encourage people. Sometimes we, just, we need to change our schedules up so they're not so full, so that we can be just obedient to minister to individuals. And rather than just uh, spending all your time uh, going and doing activities and spending all your time in leisure and this type of thing. Get filled up with the word and then be led by the spirit of God to call somebody. And if they're dealing with sickness and disease, share the scriptures with them. This uh, farmer man in the Laying on of Hands book uh, that Dad Hagen talked about, he would go and he would uh, go to that individual two or three days in a row and just read the Bible to them. And just show them scriptures along that line. Then he would lay hands on them. Too many times, Dad Hagen says, we don't prepare ourselves. And, uh, and we, we're not ready to receive healing ourselves, let alone to go minister to others. And we need to just keep it simple. So we're going to do that. We're going to keep it simple. But I, I, I believe, and I'm not going to uh, just promise we're going to teach on any specific thing, but I believe we're, we're going to be encouraging individuals more to go and minister to people uh, not shove it down their throat, not uh, condemn them. Well, bless God, shouldn't be dealing with sickness and disease. No, it, if somebody in your family or what have you just, says, hey, just say, hey, you know, uh, would you be interested in reading some scriptures along that line? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, well, I have a book along that line. But, you know, don't always just, I have a book. Yeah. <laughs> Sit down and talk with them if they're willing to. And more than once, I've told people, would you be willing to just sit down and talk with me? Sometimes people have, and we've been able to minister to them and get them healed. And what Other times, they really weren't uh, open to that. And sometimes they even died. Uh, but I did my part. You know, I woke up yesterday. I was uh, spending time with the Lord uh, yesterday afternoon, actually, and I want to share something with you because you can learn by this. 
there, there's been a phone call that the Lord's been dealing with me, a, a particular individual, to make for some time. Now, you've never missed it, right? right. <laughs> well, and, uh, and I put it off and put it off and put it off and then put it off and put it off. And, you know, I have my own reasons for that, but they're not right. <laughs> because God has been dealing with me to talk to, minister to this person, talk to them. Sometimes, you know, you don't, well... Father, they spend two hours on the phone, you know, and this and that. And so the Lord was dealing with me. But from that one experience, all these other things came and all this condemnation. And I'm, oh, you're not doing this right. Oh, you're not doing this right. Oh, you're not doing this. And all this stuff. And I'm like, where is all this coming from? Well, what is all this? And I, I mean, Lord, I know I'm not perfect. I, I know there are things that, and, and we should, uh, I read that scripture in Matthew six thirty three. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And in the Amplified, his way of doing and being right. So we need to constantly be led by the Spirit. And, and listen, actually, and, and I have it big on my inner schedule, I will be calling that person tonight <laughs> because I had some things to take care of yesterday, but I, I will be calling that person, and I set aside some time. So, uh, but, but I had to just take authority over condemnation. I thought, what is this? And then it started coming up in my spirit, and I started going to scriptures along that line because that's what I do if I'm dealing with something. And then I realized, oh, that's what it is. I'll be ministering on some of these things tomorrow. And although there are things that, and I, I'm probably my worst critic, but, you know, we need to get ourselves uh, by the nap of the neck. We, we need to kick ourselves, so to speak. We, I mean, not, not down, you, you understand. Uh, other people, we, we shouldn't be as uh, drastic with them as we are ourselves. Uh, unlike Dad Hagen, uh, he, he talks to himself, Mr. Hagen. Get in line with the word of God. You haven't been spending time in the word. <laughs> you haven't been. To, so we need to do that with ourselves. Don't be so easy on yourself. Yeah. Right? So, but, but I'm just sharing some things. I'm going to be getting into some specific things uh, in this class uh, to make it clear to you what faith is. Now, I would like, if you didn't get last Wednesday night service, uh, if you... I would really like you to get that. Now, I will be mentioning different things that will help you. Uh, as a matter of fact, I wrote down some books that I want to mention to you as well. Let me go to the right place. But Pastor Jay ministered on being assured, being confident. Yes. And he talked about what faith was, and that was on Wednesday night. That's really why you need to be here every service. No condemnation, you understand. But if this is your home church, uh, be here. Uh, some of these messages uh, that pastor preaches or myself on other services, sometimes I will include in with the series. And likely that Wednesday night I will be including in with this series. And uh, I may still be teaching a lesson on that, uh, but that was just excellent. Pastor Jay, about what faith was and being confident and being assured, uh, that type of thing. But uh, I'm just sharing from my heart here. Let me see. Some books that would be good for you that I often mention are Healing the Sick by T.L. Osborne. Healing the Sick by T.L. Osborne. That's one of the best books that I've found that ministers to me. Uh, There's still some things in there. That's why I'm teaching the class, and that's why I'm working on a book that I'd like to see. Now, this is a man of God that's been around for years, so I'm not trying to say uh, that I... I, uh, Well, anyway, it's a good book. But... But there are just some things that just specifics 
that I would like to also see in that book that aren't necessarily there, but you've got Christ the healer and, and others. Okay, Daily Healing Bread by Pastor Nancy Dufresne is another one. Daily Healing Bread. That's one that I will often read in my daily devotion. It's just a smaller book. We have all these in the bookstore, and if we need to get more, we'll get them. Daily Healing Bread by Reverend Nancy Dufresne. And then, of course, that one uh, I just was talking about, Laying on of Hands by Kenneth Hagin Sr. Laying on of Hands by Kenneth Hagin Sr. I really would like you to get that book and, and carry it with you and just read it at different times and let it inspire you to just be open to ministering to the sick. You may say, well, I don't have a healing ministry. Well, Jesus, he went about preaching, teaching, and healing, and we're supposed to emphasize sharing the word of God and uh, ministering healing to individuals. But I don't have a healing anointing. Well, neither did that farmer I was talking about. Uh, It says, believers lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So we need to constantly be inspired along these lines and feeding along these lines. Uh, Another book in light and some of the things I'll be ministering on today are Seven Hindrances to Healing by Kenneth Hagin. Healing the Sick by Teal Osborne. Daily Healing Bread by Reverend Nancy Dufresne. And I would encourage you to read that daily. Laying on of Hands by Kenneth Hagin Sr. And then Seven Hindrances to Healing by Kenneth Hagin Sr. All right? So, uh, of course, there are many others. Another good one, Causes, by Reverend Nancy Dufresne, too. We have that in our bookstore. That's, that's an excellent one. Uh, we, should not, uh, we should not have our focus so much on where am I missing it as much as what is the Word of God saying to me of how I can do better. Yeah. When you're looking at where I missed it, then you, you allow condemnation to get in. It's like, oh my goodness, I'll never be able to make it. And, and you're just defeated before you even start. So those are, okay. Are you all awake today? Yeah. Some preliminaries that we needed to go through there. Now, I would like to read Proverbs 4, 20, verse 20. And again, if, if you came in a little bit later, let me preface. I'm going, to be mention, I'm, I'm going to be teaching certain subjects in this class. And if you've been here before, I'll, I'll be getting more in depth. The class today is a little bit off the beaten track, but that's okay. It's what we need. But we'll get to specifics because there are things, uh, just like Paul's thorn in the flesh, is it God's will, that type of thing, uh, that I believe we need to get to, but, but we'll do what the Spirit of God wants us. Uh, we'll, we'll be very extensive on what faith is. We'll be very, those type of things. And like I said, because Pastor Jay and I minister on healing and faith in the services quite a bit, sometimes we'll pull from those. And I'll tell you specific ones that you should get. And you can go in the archive and listen to that. Uh, it's already on the archive now, right? From Wednesday? Yeah. All right. So Proverbs 4.20, my son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth. Put perverse lips far from you. Now notice that it's giving you some instruction on how the word of God can go in. Uh, So righteousness is a good thing. Being right in your heart is a good thing. Just don't get uh, so condemned about it that you're not receiving. Uh, Don't get condemned about it. Just do something about it. What do you do about it? We'll go to 1 John 1, 9. 
And when you confess your sin, he, he's faithful and just to forgive. Amen. Yeah, but I'm just missing it in so many areas. Okay, you just need to take a deep breath. Amen. You just need to forgive yourself, and then you just need to move on. Yeah, but I need to do this and that. And God gives us time. But you, one thing, we've, just got, we've got to start getting the word in there. And that's why when you get these healing materials and you're feeding on them constantly, and, and then you're constantly saying, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, that type of thing. And then when the enemy comes and he's trying to hit you with a hammer, uh, if you start yielding to that, he'll just keep you get, giving a, big ham- a larger hammer. And you'll be hitting yourself over the head after a while. It won't just be the devil. So in verse 23, keep your heart with all diligence. In other words, keep it clear of things. Watch. And that word diligence actually means to be a guard or to watch. Uh, For out of it spring the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and and put perverse lips far from you. Uh, Notice perverse, actually, you can pervert something. That's why we have to renew our mind with the word of God because we can get perverted in, in, in other words, we may be saying something that we think is right. Uh, for instance, well, flu season comes and I always get sick. Well, I'm not uh, trying to be your Holy Ghost policeman on what you say, but you're just opening the door to flu season. First of all, I have healing season every day of the week. And so I don't say those things anymore. And I understand that out there in the world and on the TV and what have you, but you've got to answer those things. I'm not talking about saying to the person specifically, well, bless God, I don't have... No, I'm just saying you answer the enemy when those thoughts come into your head and you just speak the word of God along that line. Uh, But don't join in with flu season, okay? Uh, That's a perversion of the word of God. And we don't look at it that way, but it's doubt and unbelief. And that's why we need to renew our mind. It says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We've got to hear what is right and start speaking that don't think and, and people go crying to God well God why am I not healed and you've been saying all week long well when flu season comes I get it God wants to do for us what we will allow him to do and that's why he gave us his word that's why he gave us the manual and we are preparing our hearts I understand I'm taking time here to till up some ground but if I just start hitting you with a rat-a-tat-tat with the word I'm liable to take you out so understand we've got to till our our heart first Uh, so it all comes with renewing the mind in Romans uh, chapter 12 renew your mind with the word of God Don't, don't be speaking just what you're hearing or what you're feeling Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet. Look around and see what's tripping you up. And just check your heart. You don't have to dig things up. And I've said before, you know, we go to our toy box of sin. And we're looking for things. Well, why am I missing it? Uh, if the Holy Ghost isn't saying anything to you while you're missing it, just don't, don't have a mentality. And again, that we're back to condemnation. We're back to shame. Yeah. Remember uh, Pastor Jim uh, Ames, when he came to minister and he, he told the story about a man. Uh, he was at a church and, and there was a man that had been an alcoholic and the pastor was working with him. And that man came to church one day and said, hi, you know, pastor, I'm leaving. And that pastor said to him, don't go to the bar. And that man went straight to the bar. Why did he do that? Because that's the last thing he heard. That's what he was thinking on. 
and uh, what we think on, eventually we will become. So what should the pastor have said? Well, I mean, he's a pastor, but he's not infallible. He, we can miss it, right? Uh, the pastor should have said, well, you're healed and whole. Go home in peace. You know, just something like that. Rather than, you know, don't go drinking or don't go do this. So parents, we could learn from that. If we're always harping on the children, well, don't be doing this at school. Well, don't be doing that. First of all, uh, kids, as long, and uh, I think it's a little hot in here, isn't it? And kids and adults don't want to be harped on and nagged at all the time. Husbands do not like to be nagged. Okay, I have to catch myself. It's like, pull it back. I don't need to be my, my husband's teacher. <laughs> okay. Just, so anyway, that was all free. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Uh, that word established actually gives the meaning of being fixed, but also restored. Let all your ways be restored. God wants to restore things in our life if we were open our hearts to the Word of God. How do we open our hearts? Well, first of all, we renew our mind with the Word of God, and then it goes down into our, our spirit man, our heart. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. So let's go back to uh, in the Amplified. Let's read uh, some of that. My son, attend to my words, consent and submit to my sayings. Uh, That would be a good thing to do. Some people just want to be stubborn. They want to keep living the way they're living. They want to keep hearing what they're hearing. They want to keep doing what they're doing. Uh, There are people in this class that you will go home and you will continue to do the very same thing that you've always done. And then when sickness and disease comes, you'll, you'll come and ask us for prayer like you always do. Now... I'm not saying it's wrong to ask us for prayer, but sometimes we've got to make some some changes. Is our home conducive so that the power of God can flow? What do you mean is your home conducive? Well, what is the atmosphere like? What is your atmosphere like? Are we taking time daily with God's word? Well, pastor, I don't have four hours to spend in the word. We'll just... Try five minutes for a change. Just start out somewhere. Put in CDs of, of Pastor Jay and myself and, you know, Dr. Frame, Pastor Nancy. Uh, put in CDs. I, I turn them on while I'm in the shower, while I'm put my makeup on, whatever. When I'm in the car, praying in the spirit, listening to, I, I'm not uh, listening to junk. Uh, usually I'm listening to teaching tapes or I'm praying in the spirit or I've got like one or two CDs that I like to listen to. Very seldom will I listen to even a Christian uh, station. Sometimes I will, but I will turn it if doubt and unbelief comes on, which is often. <laughs> that's one of the reasons, and y'all listen up, that, that's one of the reasons when you're helping around here, I don't like uh, the Christian stations to be turned on while you're working and stuff like that because there are songs that come on there that, that are just full of doubt and unbelief. And I don't want that around here. Yeah. Now, did I put down the station? I even said I listen to Christian stations every now and then, my own self. But I will turn it yeah. if I need to. All right. Uh, did I read all that? Let them not depart from your sight. Keep them in the center of your heart. For they are life to those who find them healing and health to all their flesh. So that's where the title of this class came from, Divine Healing and Health for Today. Now, healing is a process. It denotes a process. Uh, Health is something uh, that we just walk daily in a healthy lifestyle. 
uh, our body's healthy. Amen. In other words, if your body's healthy, you don't have to pray for uh, healing, right? You really don't have to pray for healing in the first place. Well, what do you mean, Pastor Debbie? Because Jesus already provided it for you on the cross. So really, if you just go say, Father, I take what you've already given me. And we'll have whole lessons on that. <laughs> okay, I'm just I'm putting in certain things uh, here. Now, I like what Dad Hagen talks about uh, in the seven hindrances to healing, but I think the first chapter talks about you've got to prepare your heart. So that's what we're doing. We're tilling the ground, uh, preparing your heart to receive. And first of all, I'm on uh, flights a lot, and they make the same announcements over and over. But one of the announcements they they make is... uh, If you need your oxygen mask, put it on yourself first before you put it on your lap child or whatever. (laughs) And and, uh, so put it on yourself so that you can properly uh, put it on them. You know, you're not uh, gasping for air trying to put it on them. Uh, Put it on yourself first. Well, anyway, we've got to prepare our hearts. We have to learn about how to receive healing for ourselves. Now, you might say, uh, Pastor Debbie, I've been, I've been learning that for years. That's why I don't minister to anybody else. I'm just not ready. Uh, well, I think you, like, give me a break, okay? I mean, honestly, just start somewhere. Start on your own life somewhere, and then start taking that and, and, and start sharing it with others. But we do need to put the oxygen mask, we do need to put the healing principles on our lives first. And, and let them start working. I'm not saying you're walking in complete perfection. All right? Uh, there, I've been dealing with symptoms, and I get up here and preach and teach. But I'm also in faith. I fully expect those symptoms to be leaving my body. So you can be in faith and be preaching and teaching to others at the same time. You don't have to go spouting off, well, I'm dealing with bursitis today. Or I'm dealing with this. I, I, I've come here when I can barely walk on my leg because my knee... And, you know, on the way in, Jesus' name. I'm using wisdom, but it just, my leg didn't want, didn't want to conform, and I was going to make it. No, you're going to walk in these heels. I don't use spikes. You know, I try to use wisdom, but moving right along. If you can use spikes, go for it. So, for they are life to those who find them. Now, notice, to those who find them. So we have to treat the word of God like a treasure. We know that the word of God says, by Jesus' stripes we are healed. We believe that Jesus died for us, right? But we've got to find, or we've got, I like what Pastor Nancy says, we've got to gain knowledge. If If you don't know enough about healing that just needs that just means you need to know more if you don't know enough about healing that means you just need to know more so if symptoms are lingering or 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 uh sickness and disease you just for years these things well you just need to know more now there are three things that i want to emphasize this morning first of all i want to emphasize am i in faith Second of all, am I walking in love? Third, am I being obedient? Mm -hmm. Now that can uh, mean a number of things, but I want to go to 1 John 
Go there with me, 1 John chapter 3. All right, 1 John 3, verse 16. Let's read this. Now, this is a scripture that really encapsulates how we can receive all the promises of God. And that means, now, what have, we, what have we been redeemed from? What I mean redeemed, Jesus bought uh, our, he bought us with the price. But number one, we've been redeemed from sin. So we're forgiven. And we can go back and receive forgiveness daily through 1 John 1, 9, right? The main sin is just not receiving Jesus as Lord. But when we receive Jesus as Lord, then we can just go back and confess any sin that would come after the fact and receive forgiveness. So we've been redeemed from sin, one. Number two, we've been redeemed from sickness and disease. And number three, we've been redeemed from poverty and lack. All right? So we need to realize that whatever we need, we have it in Christ. Now, In verse 16, chapter 3, by this we know love because he laid down his life for us and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoever has this world's goods and see his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And by this we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. Now, that's what Pastor Jay was talking about on Wednesday night, about being assured or confident or convinced. They all mean the same thing. Uh, And by this we know, again in verse 19, that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence Toward God, what is confidence? It means confidence and faith are the same thing. And having faith in God for whatever you need in life is how you're how you're going to receive. Uh, but you can have faith in your heart that Jesus is your healer. But if you're not saying it out of your mouth, you're not you're not speaking that confidence. And really, you're you're not generating the thing to come to pass in your life. And we'll be talking more about that. I, I don't have enough time to necessarily, but I will say. Abraham gave glory to God, and he was strengthened in faith by giving glory. So as we thank God daily that healing is working in us, in other words, you've got to appropriate what he's done for you. Jesus paid the price already. So if you need uh, healing, the simple principle is just receive it. Say, Lord, uh, Jesus, you took my sickness on the cross, so I just receive. Just like forgiveness. I receive. You're growing up, Courtney. Look at that pretty girl. My goodness. My kids are growing up. Anyway, sorry. I like the way your hair's going flow and, you know. Anyway. What was I saying before I got distracted? Receive it, yeah. So we need to receive. Well, moving right along. Uh, don't have much time. But that's we've got to have that confidence toward God. But we've got to be saying that confidence. And that actually generates what we need in our life. So Abraham gave glory to God. He was strengthened in faith through what? Saying, through praising God for the answer. And that generates it. That brings it to pass. If we want the lights to work on here, we've got to turn on the switch. So turn the switch of faith on. And what is the primary way of acting out your faith? Speaking Speaking the word of God. It brings it to pass. You're not manipulating God. You're actually working that healing for you by your words. All right. 
uh, and whatever we ask, in verse 22, whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments. Because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Now that goes along with Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And and all these things shall be added unto you, right? And that includes healing. Verse 23, this is the commandment. Now this is what he's talking about. I know, Pastor Debbie, I missed it. I I just don't keep his commandments. Well, let's see what the commandments are. And before you get all sad and depressed about it. This is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave his commandment. So he he tells us, first of all, believe on the name of Jesus. Now, uh, there's, let me pull that scripture up. I guess I don't have it there. Just real quickly, let's go to John 14. I don't want to misquote that John 14 and verse 12 says most assuredly I said to you he who believes in me the works that I do he will do also and greater works than these he will do because I go to my father in other words we can lay hands on the sick and they will recover so that's part of the works he's talking about but look at verse 13 and whatever you ask in my name that I will do that the father may be glorified in the son whatever you ask now that word ask means to ask, call for, or require. Amen. What do you mean? Well, uh, appropriating healing really is just calling what's already yours. Right. Yeah. Hey, you can ask, Lord, uh, I asked for healing, but really I already gave it to you. Yeah. So you might as well just appropriate it by faith and say, I receive it. Yeah. I receive what's already given. Usually people don't get tripped on that. They're all over. Yeah, I can just receive it by faith. It's just staying in faith. In the midst of the symptoms staring at you, in the midst of the symptoms flaring up in your body. And, and then what people do is that, well, there's still symptoms, so I, I need to do this, or I need to do the other. Or, well, it's just not, it's not working in me yet. And they've negated. We just have to stand our ground. Does it take a week? No. It happened when we, when we received it by faith. And then we stand our ground for the manifestation of it. In other words, what's the manifestation mean? Well, the symptoms aren't going to be there anymore. <laughs> when it manifests, you're not going to have any symptoms. You're not going to you know, feel sickness and disease. It's, you're just, experientially, you're free. But when you receive by faith... Really, you ought to be calling yourself free. Abraham was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. So let's go back to 1 John 3. So what did I say? Number one, am I in faith? So we're we're talking about faith. Uh, Real quickly, let's go to Mark 11. 23, Mark eleven twenty three. have faith in God, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask, or you could say ask, call for, or require, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So you believe that you receive healing, that Jesus already provided from you. And according to verse 23, this is the faith of God, which is the faith that lives in us. 
We do have the faith of God. It's a fruit of the Spirit that lives inside of us, according to Galatians 5, right? For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he will, will be done, he will have whatever he says. Now, we need to emphasize, well, we, we emphasize it because it's emphasized here three times it talks about the saying over the believing. So the believing part is just believe that I receive what Jesus already provided to me. Go to the scriptures that find that. Uh, Isaiah 55, First uh, Peter 2.24, all right, Matthew 8.17. Go to the scriptures that provide you healing. Believe that you receive what Jesus already provided. And then begin to say it. Amen. Well, it's talking about speaking to a mountain. Well, that mountain is an illustration. Amen. If you took the mountain out, it just whoever says, be remo- removed, cast into the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Amen. So three times. Now let's go back real quickly to 1 John 3. So we're talking, am I in faith? And I know that was a quick overview, but again, I've given you materials to study on. We're going to be really delving into faith quite a bit. Like I said, though, Pastor uh, taught an excellent lesson on it Wednesday, and that's, that's a, certainly a good start, right? Yes. And this is the commandment that we should believe in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another. So number two that I mentioned, are we walking in love? Mm-hmm. I said, are we walking in love? Uh, we need to be using, love is the fruit of the Spirit. And in Galatians 5, let's go there. We need to be using our love. What do you mean using your love? Well, somebody comes up to you and and, and says, I don't like you. Uh, You just use your love by saying, you know what? Uh, I love you. Like them, maybe you love them, right? By faith, (laughs) right? I don't, I don't like everybody, but I love them in Jesus' name. Not the world kind of, you know, feely love, but I choose. That's the God kind of love. But in 5, uh, verse 13, For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use your liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. Now let's go back up to verse 6. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but faith working through love. Basically, uh, scripturally, you can't use any of the fruit of the Spirit without love. You really can't use any without faith. You really can't use any without one another. Joy, peace. If you don't have joy, you're not going to be in faith. If you don't have peace, you're not. So look at the fruit of the Spirit. Realize that the life of God in Proverbs 4 that it's talking about is the Spirit of Christ living in you, the anointing. But also that encapsulates the fruit of the Spirit that lives in you. Love, joy, faith, peace. But faith works by love. Faith works by joy. Faith works by peace. Faith works by being right. Faithfulness. Self-control. Amen. Uh, So we do need to walk in love. So I want to, again, go back to 1 John. And we're going to end here. But number three is being obedient. In other words, are we fulfilling the call of God? But I'm not called into the ministry. Well, we're all called to be right. Are we knowingly walking in sin? 
Now, one of the, the primary sins we were just talking about, number two, is not walking in love. Right. And, and I'd like to emphasize this. Don't be condemned by the enemy that you're missing it in, in 20 different areas. Just get up in the morning, put the word of God in you, renew your mind, let the Holy Ghost bring the things at the time that you need, and, and just purpose in your heart and say, Lord, forgive me, and go to church. Be around the believers, be in atmospheres that are conducive for spiritual growth, and you can make the changes. But how many know that God is a merciful God? And and if we just don't change everything immediately overnight, it doesn't mean that God is withholding us. It means that it affects our heart, and our heart will be condemned. God is not condemning our heart, but we, uh, our heart will condemn us, and and, and it inhibits our receiving. So daily, just be be before him, but really let things go. It's like, Lord, I know I need to make some changes in areas, but that's why you need to renew your mind. Keep renewing your mind. Keep coming to church. Keep uh, being around believers. Cut off relationships uh, that are not right. If God's dealing, get involved in helps ministry. That's a start. Well, you just want people to help. Yeah, I'd like people to help. No doubt there. But I'm trying to help you. Get involved. That's part of uh, uh, putting your hand to do something in the local church. It's going to help you renew your mind. Why? Because what you help is what you respect. Respect the pastor. Don't be fighting against him. And honestly, we don't have people that fight against us because if we do, they, they usually don't last long. <laughs> Amen. And I'm not trying to be cocky. I'm, I'm just saying people don't last long here that, that try to tell us what to do. and try to. Now, uh, we have uh, people that speak into our life. And, and, and we, we, we daily endeavor to do things right in our finances. We have people that we submit to and so on and so forth. So don't get me wrong. Uh, but anyway, just being right. So those three areas I wanted to emphasize today, because it's already 930, is are you in faith? Are you walking in love? And that means stop talking on the phone about everybody. I mean it. Really? Really? Just stop it. Stop talking about people. Stop judging people. Start with yourself. Amen. Because you say that, and, oh, yeah, yeah, amen. Amen, Pastor Debbie. Amen. The loudest amen. And then they go, well, I didn't think they should have been doing this and this and this. Or, you know, Aunt so-and-so did this. Well, that's none of your business. Well, she's my aunt. Well, she's God's child, and she will answer to God. So let's stop putting our opinion on how people are living their lives and what they're doing. Let's pray for them. If you would like more information about Pastor Debbie Eberly's ministry, please visit us on the web at soffc.org or call us at 319-366-2147 or you can write to us at Spirit of Faith Family Church, Post Office Box 8355, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, 52408. And remember, God loves you and you're equipped to live victoriously in every area of life.